back to the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, welcome back in to Ticket Weeknights. Harrison Arns back at the 1040 Ticket Studios on the ones and twos. Host, as always, the Borne Pearsonell, former Husker, streaming in, or I shouldn't say streaming in, calling in on the Allo <laughs> VIP line. Uh, host of the show, as always. And again, if you guys want to join the show, 402-464-5685 is the Sarder Heyman text line. I do want to get to a few more things here. We were talking about the NFL. The Miami Dolphins took an absolute beat down to the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, it felt like another good opportunity for this Miami team to kind of be able to prove themselves in their championship caliber uh, status, but they would take a brutal loss losing it. As I try to pull up the final score here, 56 to 19, arguably one of the worst losses for the dolphins so far in this NFL regular season, a week 17 loss. They got one week left, but Heading into this game, Miami was always a team that always beat the teams they're supposed to beat, would occasionally beat a team that was quote-unquote just as good at them, or if not better. Do the panic alarms sound for Miami Dolphins? Obviously, they'll still be able to make the playoffs. They'll still probably um, maybe make a little bit of noise, but how serious are you taking this team as a true Super Bowl caliber roster? Uh, I think they are a Super Bowl caliber roster. Um, it hurts that Chubb is not going to be there. I think he was a pivotal piece. Um, not only do they have uh, not have him, they don't have the uh, Phillips kid. Mm-hmm. I think he went to Miami, if I'm not mistaken, Miami or, or Florida State. Well, one of the Florida schools. Um, so that, that's a blow for them. Um, it kind they kind of remind me of um, the Bills uh, when the Bills were going up against you know the Chiefs earlier um, in Mahomes' career before he won the Super Bowls, but that path on there to where they were, they had the team, but they just quite couldn't get over the hump. Um, and I feel like that, that they're that type of, of team. Like, they're, they're a divisional, um, you know, opponent. They can get to, the, you know, the AFC championship. Um, not too sure if they'll – I don't think that they'll get to the Super Bowl this year. Um, but I think, you know, within the next few years and whatnot, I think it, it, it's it's going to be uh, something serious with them. Uh, I like them a lot. Uh, I just don't – It the, the Ravens are just too much to handle right now. Um, Lamar is just playing at an unbelievable level. Um, they're, they're in their own category of their own, um, and there isn't anybody close to them at all. Yeah. Um, so I, I think the Super Bowl goes through them, honestly. I tried to give people the tip off earlier in the season at Warhorse Casino. If you would have took MVP odds for Lamar Jackson, I think at one point in time it was all the way up to 7,500. It is now a negative 10,000. So not worth your money anymore. But Lamar Jackson, it's pretty evident at this point. Um, he didn't really need to beat the Dolphins that bad after beating no. the 49ers breaks off. But the Ravens, they come in there. That is a team that no one wants to face. The Baltimore Ravens look like they have it figured out offensively and defensively doesn't matter if you have the speed of the Miami Dolphins or the proficiency of the 49ers that team is going to give you a whirlwind of problems and Lamar Jackson he's just so impressive how he uses his legs now that to me is how you mature as dual threat quarterback in the NFL you start looking at your legs as yes they're weapons I could break out at any time but I can choose to bring them out and break defenses uh, that's what you saw Lamar Jackson do with the 49ers. He knew that if I can use my 
legs at opportunistic times, pretty soon they're going to have to start moving these formations around, which is going to set up X, Y, and Z. And that's exactly what they did. So Lamar Jackson, I think it's pretty clear right now, MVP front runner, as he should be as the Ravens continue to dominate here towards the end of the NFL regular season. Another team with a dual threat quarterback who the team's in a, a bit of a conundrum now because he's playing well. And I, I don't know if they necessarily wanted him to play well, but they're sitting there with a, one of the best records they've had since he's joined the roster. Justin Fields out there uh, with Etsy and Ibraflus in Chicago. The story just gets harder to figure out as now you're looking at Justin Fields as a guy who possibly can be your future star quarterback, but you also have picks that are essentially from the Panthers that you can go ahead and get arguably even more value than you did last year offsetting that number one pick. So do you, if you're polls who I, again, I might as hard as I am on the bears front office, I do like polls. He's actually spending his money, something that Chicago struggled to do forever for whatever reason. Uh, he's actually in the mindset to try to build a winning team well, how do you think they go forward using this one? Do you do you offload um, Justin Fields and get I, more picks, or do you roll with it? I I I don't I don't I don't understand. Um, even let's say even if you do move on, uh, even before we get on from moving on from Justin, um, you said and argued, oh, he needed some help. He needed some help. So you went out and got DJ Moore. Mm-hmm. You, you you bring him in and you've seen flashes and have shown and have seen like what he is capable of, but yet there are still other pieces around here that he needs help to do. And you want to move away from that because a shiny new toy. I understand Caleb Williams. I, I, I get that to his own right, but you will be putting him in the same situation without help or with the same help. So what are you like? You're, you're not, that's not, moving your position in any way, shape, or form. Um, if I'm them, uh, if you can get the pick that you want to secure, you know, other pieces to help build and everything like that, and it's for the right price, then, yeah, move move, move back and, you know, acquire more pieces to, to help this young guy, you know, get an offensive coordinator in there that really that can help him to take his next game to the next level. Or um, if you don't get the fix and everything like that, then take Marvin. Mm-hmm. It, it's tough, right? Because you, you look at what the Bears did with that Panthers trade, and it's like, man, they, they really did well. They turned that into a lot. And the same argument exists here where you have the chance to possibly even get more for what you did uh, last time you traded around with the first-round pick. So it's be a tough conversation. It seems pretty clear to me, but as this gets closer towards the end of the stretch here, we're seeing more and more teams that would be desperate to have a guy like Justin Fields so they can start competing now because they don't have that high draft pick. You might be able to flip it into a lot. I don't like the idea of moving on from Fields because my fears are the exact same as yours. You get a Caleb Williams in there, uh, Drake May, or maybe even you know, like Jaden McDaniels, a Heisman winner. If what if that doesn't pan out, that is more rebuilding for a team that has been bullied out of and into really just being belittled into the powerhouse they used to be. You might just be resetting the deck once again without actually taking steps forward. Yes, you're spending money. Yes, you're getting more trade picks. Uh, but it's what you do with those picks. At a certain point, the picks you pick up, those got to be the ones you use to actually build that roster you gotta, together. 
you know, you you have to develop. Like that's mm-hmm. what coaching is. You can't you can't put it on the kid. Um, oftentimes of oh yeah, he's this and like no, like your, your ability to coach, your ability to evaluate and get the best out of the kids. And maybe y'all not y'all might need to you know look inward and hire new scouts who understand you know what what they're supposed to be looking at or oh you know how it can translate at the next level or bringing in coaches that don't have a problem. It doesn't matter, you know, what type of kid it is, or they can get through the kid and help the kid and bring the best and put forth his best foot on the field. It's not always about, Oh yeah, it, it, we just can't do nothing. with it. No, you're incompetent of actually getting the kid to where he's supposed to be. So yeah. is it, is it, I, I, I don't, I don't think they should get another quarterback. You have a good quarterback um, there. I, I like Phil's a lot. He brings a lot to the game. Um, he's a mobile quarterback that that can win games with his leg if need be. Uh, I'm not so sure you can really find what he does and his distinctive things in this draft. The closest thing that you might you might just say is Daniels, but even still, like you're you're, you're restarting for a whole another two three years because you are another rookie quarterback. That has to understand how to play the game at the NFL level, understanding coverages, understanding front. Everything's quicker, faster, stronger, and, and it can disguise uh, way, way better. So you 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 will be shooting yourself in the foot if you do that. Why why not give him you know more tools, bulk up the line, you know help the defense out and everything like that. They're, they're right there. They get they got the keys, you know to to do it. Is just you know making sure that they take the right steps, but. You never know, you know, what some people are thinking or, or might do with things. And, and that's the crazy part about the NFL. Yeah. And to me, that's what I would love to be in the war rooms and hear that phone ring just to hear what is the number. You know, how how serious are you about giving all these picks over for Justin Fields? Because to me, you want to keep him because you're already pretty young. I think he's proved a lot. He has certain aspects that you already know you're not going to find in your next guy, the, the, what he's able to do with his legs, they're flat out unique. That's why he's been on so many highlight reels in the NFL, despite not mm-hmm. having the passing number as, numbers as Mahomes or even Lamar Jackson, uh, or even the record of those guys. He's on there all the time because he just does things that no other quarterback can do in the league right now. Uh, you saw it when mm-hmm. they beat the Falcons, he got sacked twice. Well, well behind the line of scrimmage twice managed to get out of both of them uh, one from behind, one a leg tackle, and runs it for a first down. Those are the plays that you're going to miss. Like, you will not, uh, even if you get Drake May or Caleb Williams, you might not be in a situation like that. But say if you are in a third long, uh, I don't see anybody else with that scrambling ability. So I think you hold on to them. I think you still have a plethora of picks to continue to build this team to get better. But this Bears team just has to start being over 500. You know, that's winning to me as a culture. It's something that all the greatest teams have. Once it's kind of built into that DNA, you know how to close out games. The Bears have never really had that DNA built within them. They have go to all the rivalry games against the Packers. They haven't been able to figure that out. And this would be a good opportunity for them. So I really think this game between the Chicago Bears and the Green Bay Packers to end the regular season is going to decide a lot about the future. I, I think if Justin Fields finds a way to beat a Packers team when it doesn't really matter. You the, the picks are pretty much locked up at this point. You're not going to move your position at all. It's basically just go out there and play for pride. I think if Justin Fields can have one of his better games, find a way to beat the Packers in what is currently 
uh, I don't want to say a hot, but a frisky above average team in Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers, that could be momentum shifting for the Chicago Bears future. And I think it would add to whether they're going to keep him or not. But what surprises if, me is keeping the Eberflus around. To me, I got, that, that I, I got a question for you. If, if they if they do decide to move on from him, regardless of however he plays and everything like that, where do you think a landing spot um, where he would where he would go to? That's a good question. I'd have to look at teams that have a lot to offer. It might it might be. Let's take a look here, real quick. It <laughs> might he could go. I mean. I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking of. I'm thinking. Patriots would be an option. I don't think Bill Belichick would necessarily want that in his offense, but who knows with him uh, if he's going to be there next season? Maybe that changes things. Sam Howell doesn't look like the guy for the Commanders. He's a little bit up and down. Buccaneers might move on from Baker Mayfield. Um, Raiders even. Yeah, I was going to say Raiders could use Justin Fields. The the thing is, find a team that wouldn't want Justin Fields is really the question. If they have their quarterback of the future already, they don't want him. If they're a team that's still looking, they'll take Justin Fields in a heartbeat. I think to me that's what says how good Justin Fields can still be. the, the, The league is a copy and paste league, as I said before. And with the success of more so of the dual threat quarterback, um, your Jalen Hurts, your uh, Lamar Jackson. I think, you know, if you have, if you pair Justin Fields up, this is just me thinking, you know, if you pair Justin Fields up with the, uh, Robinson down in, in, in Atlanta, you got Kyle Pitts and you got Drake um, on the outside. That That's a scary offensive side. You said on the Falcons? Yes. Oh. That's a, that's a B. John Robinson in the mix too. <laughs> you can hand the ball off too. I like so, and you know what? Where like that? So a situation kind of like that, um, I think you know would be uh, just you know a fresh start and everything like that. You you got weapons around them. Um, I would say a uh, a little bit more easier conference than the uh, NFC North. It's a lot colder up there. He would be in the NFC South. You know, going against Tampa Bay, going mm-hmm. against the Saints in Carolina. Um, you know, so, uh, I think a, a destination like that, um, I think the Raiders are, are really in a pickle and if they, you know, they don't really like nobody that they can really see or make things changes. And, you know, they want to put, you know, a piece into, uh, the next step. You got a young quarterback here. You got, you know, Devonte Adams on one side, you know, Jacoby, you know, came alive and we don't know what the running back situation is, but, um, it won't be terrible. It, it'll be enough, and then a good positive defense. So I think teams um, like the, what, what that need the next piece or a better piece to fit to help them go. I think you know they could be eyeing that. It just all depends on what you know um, the Bears' action price is for them. Yeah, and that uh, is the Justin Fields conundrum. <laughs> we just named a bunch mm-hmm. of teams that uh, if they don't have a guy that is certainly their guy they're probably going to want Justin Fields and be willing to give up a lot for it. And that leaves half the league. Would he, would he with the number one pick, though? Like, I, is that a trade? With Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden McDaniels, there's enough guys on that list that I think would love to have that number one pick. And then that gives you the opportunity. I think with Justin Fields, I think they still might give him away 
and get a bunch more picks in return. And then you keep that number one pick and you can get Drake May, uh, you can get Jaden McDaniels, or you can get Okay, if if they if they do if they do go away from uh if they do go away from uh Justin Fields, who would you who would you like to see in in Chicago since you're a bear a Bears fan? Uh I'd like to see Fields one, but if they happen to go that route it's hard for me not to look at Jaden McDaniels. He's number three on most people's mock drafts. I'd have to figure out why people don't like him more than they do Drake May, or they—that's a good question. Because I think I would—I don't think I would take Caleb Williams as much as he seems like the clear answer there. A, he seems to still be a Packers fan, but B, Drake May or Jaden McDaniels seems like they'd make a good NFL transition as well. If I'm going to go that far, I'm breaking out the tape to really figure out what separates those guys, but they all got the deep ball. Um, Caleb Williams probably has the best pocket awareness, so maybe that's why you go that route because he is so mobile. We talked about copycat league. He can give you a little bit of that dual threat, not to the same level as Fields, but maybe he's got a little bit of accuracy, so you don't have to worry about that as much. Uh, But you're, you're probably looking at one of those three. It's a pretty close coin toss to me. If I'm looking for dual threat, Caleb Williams, if I'm looking for just an accurate pinpoint laser passer, uh, I'm probably going to take Jaden McDaniels for the deep threats. But we do got to go ahead and throw out the break there. That is pretty much the Bears conundrum, what to do with Justin Fields and the number one pick and the number one two pick on top of that as well. So they got plenty of options. It's a good spot to be. Could be a lot worse. You could be in the Panthers situation where you're looking at all the picks you gave away uh, that you could desperately use in that situation. We got to throw out the break here. Don't punt our with the Mornay Pierce now on the Allo VIP line. One more segment up next. Don't go anywhere.